You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We will turn our attention to some games that are coming up, but right now this was, this is uh, an interesting spot right here for this Dallas defense. Now the offense was able to move the ball. Uh, They had a big third down play Dallas did when Dak Prescott ran for about 10, 15 yards on third down, and they were able to get into Green Bay territory. But they were, they had to punt. So now it is, uh, want to see how Dallas makes the adjustment after the opening drive, what Green Bay was able to do, and see if they can now turn things around and get off the field and without Green Bay going into a nice long drive and getting some more points on the board. I have faith that really... Dallas will be able to put points on the board, especially at home. So that's not the issue. It's not about Dallas scoring for me. It's really about how Green Bay has looked to attack this defense and how in that chess match that is offense-defense in the National Football League, what does Dallas now do Okay, to make sure that they – Make that adjustment. And listen, you know that Dan Quinn, who's up for some coaching jobs, coaching head jobs, he's going to be, I don't know if he's going to be back with Dallas next year as a coordinator. I think he's going to hes going to be interviewing for some open spots with what he's been able to do with this Dallas defense. Look, has a lot of talent. But still, hes a, he's done a nice job with them. So they're in a third and nine situation here. They've run the ball previously. They've thrown the ball. They didn't run the ball. They only got one yard running. On, on the last play, and then they had to throw for an incompletion. So now the question becomes, what are they going to do here? Can they pick up the, the first down? And they do. It's a big it's a big play. That's a nice play from Jordan Love. Rolled out of the pocket, bought some time, and uh, Dobbs made the catch. So that's uh, – it, it's, it's – once again, you know, the offensive line has given him time. It's given him some time. And Dobbs found a soft spot in their zone. Love was able to roll out a little bit, buy some time. And now they've got the first down, and they're right back in uh, Dallas territory. You know, Jordan Love, 5 of 6 for 68 yards, and Dobbs has got a couple of receptions for 48. And Dallas has done a better job this time around, the second drive, in limiting big yardage on the ground. And so because of that, now, but if they continue to throw the ball, you're going to have to drop back a little bit. Your safety's going to have to drop off that line, get out of the box, and try to, you know, make sure they do something in the passing game. But uh, the run game has the run game was effective on the first drive. We'll see if it is as effective on this next drive. Uh, they have not been able to get the chunk yardage, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a fascinating game as they march down there. You can see that Dallas did make a, an adjustment on the run, though. And that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. You, you can't just sit back there and let them pick you apart. <laughs> right? Not, that's not the way it works. Not the way it works. Not at all. Not at all. One of the other, the other matchups that you're going to see tonight in the National Football League, of course, tomorrow you've got, uh, <clears throat> you've got some good ones. The Philadelphia one tomorrow night, 
and listen, going into that with Tampa, and I'll get back to tonight's game in a second, but while I think of it, you you understand that Philadelphia was struggling going into that game. And now to know that you don't have A.J. Brown, that that's a major loss. That's a big loss. Okay, that's a that that's that's your home run hitter. That's your best receiver on that team. That's a big play receiver who does a lot of stuff. So the fact that they're not going to have him, that's that's going to be um that, that that's going to be tough. But once again, you sure you, you know that uh, Baker Mayfield is not 100% an- ankle, ribs. You know, obviously he's going to give it a go. It's it's, it's playoffs. <laughs> You're not going to sit down. It's playoff time. But nevertheless, um, you know, that, that's going to be – of all the games going into this weekend that you thought, man, they could be a major upset, it's, it's, the, it's the one tomorrow night that we have, ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Plus, our family. It's the one that we're broadcasting tomorrow night because of the fact that Philadelphia just has not played well. And they've not played well for a while. Penalty in the Dallas defense gets Green Bay off the field. So now Dallas will get back on the field offensively and see if they can even this score and put something together to end this uh, first quarter and to go on to the second quarter and continue to uh, try to move the football. 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Sergio's in Jersey. Sergio, you're next on the drive. Taking my call. Hey Sergio, what's hey, up? How's it going? Good, good. I have a question. I'm just—I know it's a little hypothetical, but say the the Packers are able to upset the Cowboys. I know the game is early, yes, but uh, if the Lions win, they would end up having to play the winner of the Tampa Bay and the Eagles game. What do you think their chances would be to make it to the conference final if that was their path? Who's this now? Who's going to the conference final? If Detroit wins tonight and the, right. the Cowboys get upset, they would end up the Packers. Oh, the would Packers, play San Fran. Yeah, and then the Eagles, the Eagles, Tampa Bay game. The winner of that would play the Lions. And how do you think they would match up against either of those teams? Um, Sergio, I got to tell you, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. I, I just, I don't see anybody beating Frisco. I don't. Baltimore was able to do some things to them because of what their defense is and how physical their defense is and how how fast their defense is and athletic. So that made a major difference. Major difference. I just I like what San Francisco has. I like what they bring to the table. I like their depth. They can run the ball with you. They can obviously pass the ball. They can play physical football as well. Their defense is outstanding. So, you know, I really don't see anybody, obviously, with major injury out the window, but I don't see anybody beating them. Uh, you just heard me say, sir, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to make of this Philadelphia Eagles team. I mean, I don't know. I don't know which Phil. I don't know what Philadelphia Eagles team I'm going to see tomorrow night. No AJ Brown. Am I going to see a? Am I going to see a Philadelphia Eagles team that's able to be efficient offensively and give me something defensively? I, if I am, if if that's who I see, then you know what? They have a chance to win tonight. But I haven't seen that Philadelphia Eagles team. I mean, Jalen Hurts is not 100. percent Look, first of all, we know nobody's 100. percent but at the quarterback spot, he's banged up. Fingers messed up. You heard him hint that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have came back in in the game against the Giants. You know, my finger the way it was. 
Uh, but nevertheless, I don't know how, you know, I don't know what the condition of his finger is, how it affects him. You know, the knee was an issue affecting how he runs. The offensive line has been okay in the past month, but really the defense has disappeared. It's really been the defense. The offense has had some issues, but the defense has fallen off the face of the earth. And so, uh, you know, if the Packers are able to, if the Packers, uh, if the Packers are able to get past this game, and I'm not sure they will, I'm not saying they will, but if they're able to get past this game and, and have a chance to um, go against the Eagles, I mean, you know, they have a better chance against Philadelphia than they do San Francisco. Let's put it that way. I really don't see Frisco. <laughs> I really don't see Frisco losing. Doesn't mean they can't. Believe me, I've been wrong before. Doesn't mean they can't, but I really don't see how they are uh, losing because of how they how they win games. You know, once again, they're strong up on all three phases. They're strong, and defensively, they just they they're really good. They rush the passer. They're great against the run, and because they rush the passer, the secondary is always good. Uh, they're really good. Offensively, you know, they, they can run it. Depot Samuels is a runner and a passer and, and a receiver. I mean, it's, it's they're good. <laughs> they're really good. They're really, really good. This is a big uh, first down here if, if Dallas can pick it up. And it's intercepted. Wow. And taken back for a touchdown. Looks like. We'll see what it looks like. We'll wait for the call. Wait for the official call. But I was saying that would be a big play because if they don't get the first down, now it's a field position change. And you're deep in your own territory. Where is this? Ooh, that's kind of that's close to the officials kept their flag in the pocket. But they're both going for the ball. But he's kind of, you know, it's close. It's a good no call, I guess. Um it's third and five. So, and you're back in your deep in your own end zone, near your end zone, deep in your own territory. If you kick it, it's a field position change. But for Green Bay, they did even better with the interception. You know, that's what is that? The the only the third interception that Dak Prescott has had at home. Wow. Did not get into the end zone though. So it's still seven nothing. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back and talk to you next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We'll preview the uh, night matchup tonight. And for me, which is, I would say, the most anticipated of the games this weekend for me. And that's Lions and Rams. But the Packers have turned that interception into a touchdown. Two plays, and they now lead 13-0 with the extra point pending. And to state the obvious, this next, look, it's playoff game. It's a lot of time left. It's over 14 minutes left before halftime. A tremendous amount of time left in the game. But... This was this is a really important drive for Dallas when they get the football back. Not saying it's game changing, 
Not saying if they don't score here, they're going to lose the game. Obviously not. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you're giving Green Bay a tremendous amount of confidence right now. And you need to take some of that back. On your home field, down 14 nothing. you have to make a statement and you need to try to get the defense so they can catch their breath. And it's not that the defense has played badly. I mean, it's a short field. I remember Rex always said when I covered the Jets, when he was the head coach, you don't care, you turn it over, they're not in until they're in. Well, they got in. So the defense, they've got some things they got to, because Dobbs is running off. Dobbs seems to be open in the middle of the field and finding a soft spot in the zone. On the slant, he was open right by the goal line that led to the Jones short run for the touchdown. They, they, they just have Dallas on their heels defensively right now. And so they need to get some time to get themselves together. And offensively, you just need to methodically march right down the field against this Green Bay team and um, restore some order in this game. So we'll keep an eye on it with you here on 98.7 ESPN. The games that of, of when the playoff uh, weekend schedule was announced, the, the 3-6 matchup in the NFC was the one I was excited most about. Okay? That is Detroit and the Rams. Lions and the Rams. Obviously, for the storyline, you root for the storyline, which is the two quarterbacks. They both used to play for the opposite team. Right? Stafford used to play for Detroit. And, um, you know, um, excuse me. Golf used to play, thank you, Julian, used to play for the Rams. And so that's how they made the switch. So it's it's so good to when you have that matchup. So that's the obvious matchup here. And clearly, while Stafford was sent to the Rams because he had been the good soldier, had played well in Detroit, but just couldn't get to that next step there, it was it was uh, had to be a shock for golf who won a won a Super Bowl with the Rams, like not that long ago, and then he's sent away. So when you look at the quarterback battle here, Matthew Stafford, all right, this season, three thousand nine hundred sixty five yards, twenty four touchdowns, and fifteen starts, had two plus touchdowns and a hundred plus rating in five of his final regular six games in this season has 1188 passing yards. That's 297 per game and 11 touchdowns, nine passes, two rushing versus three interceptions. Okay. You get that 11 touchdown versus three interceptions for a 108.3 rating in four postseason starts with the Rams. Plus he's got that unbelievable wide receiving core in Cup and the core. They're really good. Cup is, you know, Cup is fantastic, as you know. 59 catches, 737 yards, and five touchdowns in 12 12 games because he was hurt at the beginning of the season. And the core set a single-season rookie record in receptions, 105, 1,486 receiving yards. Fifth rookie ever with seven-plus games of seven of 100-plus receiving yards. 
She had seven games of a seven games of 100 plus receiving yards. Let's go back now on the other side. Jared Goff ranked second in passing yards, 4,575, and fourth in touchdown passes, 30 in the regular season. Has 36 regular season games with 300 plus passing yards, the third most by a player in the first eight seasons all time. Got 930 passing yards, that's 310 per game, and nine touchdowns versus no picks for a 122.2 rating in his past three home starts. Was selected, as you know, number one by the Rams in 2016 in the NFL draft and had 19,471 passing yards and 121 touchdowns, 111 passing, 10 rushing in 75 games, 74 starts, including postseason with the Rams. And oh, by the way, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Outstanding wide receiver as well. Second in the NFL, career high 119 catches. Third with career high 1,515 receiving yards and had a career high 10 receptions for touchdowns in 2023. Led the NFL with nine games of 100 plus receiving yards. Uh, it would be nice if they can have their tight end, Sam Laporta, in this game. He's been big. Set the NFL rookie tight end record in receptions with 86, fourth most, fourth most receiving yards, 889 by rookie tight end all time. Became the third rookie tight end ever with 10 plus receiving yards, 10. Gibbs and Laporta became the first pair of rookie teammates, each with 10 plus touchdowns. Wow. So this is a good game. And we haven't even talked about the defenses yet. Aiden Hutchinson, career high in sacks, 11 and a half for Detroit. And, you know, the All-Pro, Aaron Donald, eight sacks, 16 tackles for loss, ninth career season with eight-plus sacks, 10th straight season with 10 or more tackles for loss. And shows up in the postseason. Six sacks, 10 tackles for loss in 10 career playoff games, has six sacks and nine tackles for loss in four career games against Detroit. So on paper, this to me was the marquee matchup in the playoffs this year. This was it. So, as you can imagine, I'll be sitting right there in the front row getting ready for this one. Let's hear from the quarterbacks. First, let's hear from Matthew Stafford. What will it be like to have a playoff game in Detroit? There will be, you know, excitement just because it's a playoff game. Anytime you're in the playoffs, man, it's so much fun. They're obviously a really talented football team, you know, playing at a really high level. Really all season long, been one of the more consistent teams in, in our league. So, it'll be a big challenge for us. I'll be locked in on trying to do the best that I can to get this team to be to where we want to be at the end of the game. But I'm sure it'll be exciting for everybody. And Jared Goff on facing your former team. Obviously, there's a personal connection there, and they're not just for me, but for a lot of our players and, and, and some of theirs as well. But no, I think, you know, I so badly want to win a game for this city and win a playoff game for the city that hasn't had one in so long. We had a home playoff game for the first time in so long, and that's so much more important than anything personally for me. I want to be a part of this win and do my job the best of my ability. This should be a fantastic game, right? This should be a fantastic game. As I, as I mentioned, this is the one that has – the best matchups for me this week. Matchups, obviously, the sexy story with the quarterbacks, as I mentioned. Of course, defensively, with two really dominant pass rushers. Okay? And, of course, you got some receivers and folks who can run the football. So this is, this is, this should be good. Looking forward to this tonight. And, of course, we'll preview tomorrow night's games as well. Dallas has done a nice job. They are in now for the first time. They are in Green Bay territory. They came out firing. They came out moving the ball with a sense of purpose. And, uh, you know, Ferguson with a big uh, – the tight end with a big play 
on third down to keep the chains moving. And so now they are at the, ooh, what is that? That is the 34, 35-yard line of uh, Green Bay on third and five. So at least they want to come out of this with at least a field goal, but they want uh, they want more, obviously. Actually, they want the first down, really. Oh, but he sacked. So uh, Dak Prescott sacked, lost some yards, but they're still within field goal range. So, you know, he was trying to wait for C.D. Lamb, but um, <laughs> couldn't get him. So he rolled away, tried to find his second receiver. Green Bay's done, Green Bay didn't. That is a coverage sack. Okay, if you're watching that, that's what's called a coverage sack, and you'll probably see it as you're looking from what Dak Prescott sees. And you see there's really nobody open, nothing there. Nobody's open. And so really, he should have thrown it away, but he did not. And so now that loss puts them out of field goal range, and now they're going to have to punt. And here we're in a situation again where we could have um, uh, where now Green Bay is going to be pinned back deep in their territory as Dallas has a delay of game, but that's just to give the punter more room. That's not a big deal. And so now Green Bay will be backed up in their own territory, and it will be incumbent upon Dallas's defense to try to keep them pinned back to give now their offense a short field. The chess match that is Cowboys-Packers continues. More of The Drive next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Have you heard about the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5? You know, where we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes? Well, let me tell you about it. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 super boxes with prizes, including a big screen TV, mm, Nintendo Switch, kids will be happy, MetaQuest, and much more. Get your box for the big game by listening weekdays to D.P. Adrian Rothenberg from 6 to 10 a.m., Bart and Han from noon to 3, and the Michael K. Show from 3 to 6.30 for your chance to win these. $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. Mm-hmm. It's all brought to you by Telemodur Iris Whiskey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. It is The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. So Green Bay got a first down on a big third down play where uh, Jordan Love rolled out and hit the tight end. And once again, they're slowly moving. Now they're at the 25, which is where they would have been if it had just been a regular kickoff or punt situation. So, and now Dobbs again with the big play moving up the field. And they just have not been able to. And Parsons looks like uh, he's maybe winded. We'll see what happened to him. But the, the defense has not been able to really get to Jordan Love to pressure him. He's able, they have not had, as Greg Butler would love to say, they have not had containment on either end. So they haven't bottled Love up in the pocket where he can't run wide. They've allowed him to run wide and it spreads out the defense. And of course, because you're letting him run, even though he's not picking up positive yardage, it's enabled him to buy time to let his receivers get down the field and therefore, he's picking up first downs, and he's been able to do that multiple occasions. And so 10 of 13, 154 yards, he, he's really picking the Dallas defense apart. They can't pressure him, and so 
he's able to find wide open people. And once again, Dobbs has been wide open. And uh, Dan Quinn at halftime is going to have to find a way to try to either double Dobbs or do something because even though Love has done a decent job at spreading the ball around, uh, it just seems as though that Dobbs can go wherever he wants and he is always open. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Green Bay up 14-0 and driving in Dallas territory again with another big third down. Terrence is in Jersey. What's up, Terrence? Larry, appreciate you taking my call. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Terrence. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. So I'm in the car absolutely astounded that uh, Green Bay is up 14 to nothing. But I wanted to follow up with you on because I called in on Friday mm-hmm. and I got cut off, cut off and so I didn't hear your like response to my take. But so as far as what the Giants do with their draft pick, I've seen some mock drafts where they're picking a wide receiver. Right. My thoughts to you on Friday was that if they were to draft a wide receiver, mm-hmm. I believe it's professional malpractice on the part of Joe Schoen because you go and you draft the best offensive tackle available. Right. You move uh, the tackle from Alabama inside because, unfortunately, he regressed mm-hmm. from year one to year two, which is highly irregular right. for an offensive tackle uh, of that ilk. Um, but if they don't do that, I think that you are really destroying the future of the franchise for the next two, three years. And I don't think that shown in Dayball, because I believe they're a package deal, yeah. would make it past the next, past 2025, the season after next. And then you throw in that last thing, uh-huh. that they're probably going to try and franchise tag Saquon Barkley again, right. who is, uh, th- their offense is non-existent without him. Uh, Scary. So, so what are your thoughts on that? All right, hang with me, Terrence, so so we won't lose you this time. Uh, first of all, I, I understand why you want a, a tackle, why you want somebody on the offensive line, because the Giants have had issues with the offensive line. Uh, but, you know, that would be the way I would go to, to be honest with you. I would. Uh, but they also have to really try to do something to increase their offensive talent. You mentioned that Saquon Barkley is probably their best, most important, uh, consistent offensive guy. And if they franchise tag him, and they probably will, you're probably right, that's what they'll do. He won't be happy with it. But that's what they'll probably do is franchise tag him. I mean, the issue here with him is availability. It's not talent. Terrence, he's all, he, the talent is there. You can see it. He helped it. Listen, Daniel Jones got his contract because of – Saquon Barkley. I mean, let's be honest, because Barkley, he had no other weapons. Correct. All right, and Barkley was the number one guy for him. But they have to address the weapons that they have. They've got to be able to get the ball downfield. Waller, we know what his situation is. He's a guy that, that can make plays, but he's never available either. So either it's going to be Hyatt. Does Hyatt take that next step next season? So I don't think they'll take – I think they'll take a wide receiver, but I don't think they'll take a wide receiver that high. I think they'll get another running back. I don't think it'll be that high. You're probably right, unless they find a way, Terrence, and this could be the wild card here, unless they determine that, you know what, let's do our best to try to move up and see if we can't get a quarterback here and say, let's take that next step. Thanks for the phone call, Terrence. I think that that could also be an option for uh, Joe Shane and uh, Brian Dable. Because I don't think that – how could you be sold on what – 
how can you be sold on what you've seen from Daniel Jones? And once again, with all due respect to Daniel Jones, he's been hurt every single year, except the year that he, you know, got the money. So for most of the most of his career, he's been hurt. And this this is like the fifth year because we thought we could do something with him. We want to be sure, we just in case there's an issue here. But I think if they can find a way to move up in the draft. They will try to move up and see if they can get one of these quarterbacks. If they don't, then I agree with you, Terrence. I think they'll try to go in the the uh, the offensive line range edge again. Um, and hopefully they'll get it right this time. Green Bay has just scored again. So they have a touchdown, missed the extra point. So it's now 20 nothing in the second quarter as we're approaching halftime. Dallas needs to get on the scoreboard. This this drive. They need to have a nice long drive. They started it. They just couldn't, you know, they just faltered. And once again, Packers defense, Packers team getting more and more confident. More and more confident. This this could this needs to change. And it needs to change in a hurry. We'll continue the conversation next on 9870 ESPN. Have you heard about the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5? You know, where we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes? Well, let me tell you about it. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes, including a big screen TV, mm, Nintendo Switch, kids will be happy, MetaQuest, and much more. Get your box for the big game by listening weekdays to D.P. Adrian Rothenberg from 6 to 10 a.m., Bart and Han from noon to 3, and the Michael K. Show from 3 to 6.30 for your chance to win these. $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. Mm-hmm. It's all brought to you by Telemodur Iris Whiskey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. It is The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. So Green Bay got a first down on a big third down play where uh, Jordan Love rolled out and hit the tight end. And once again, they're slowly moving. Now they're at the 25, which is where they would have been if it had just been a regular kickoff or punt situation. So, and now Dobbs again with the big play moving up the field. And they just have not been able to... And Parsons looks like uh, he's maybe winded. We'll see what happened to him. But the the defense has not been able to really get to Jordan Love to pressure him. He's able – they have not had, as Greg Butler would love to say, they have not had containment on either end. So they haven't bottled Love up in the pocket where he can't run wide. They've allowed him to run wide, and it spreads out the defense, and of course, because you're letting him run, even though he's not picking up positive yardage, it's enabled him to buy time to let his receivers get down the field. And therefore, he's picking up first downs, and he's been able to do that multiple occasions. And so 10 of 13, 154 yards, he, he's really picking the Dallas defense apart. They can't pressure him, and so he's able to find wide-open people. And once again, Dobbs has been wide open. And uh, Dan Quinn at halftime 
is going to have to find a way to try to either double Dobbs or do something because even though Love has done a decent job at spreading the ball around, uh, it just seems as though that Dobbs can go wherever he wants and he is always open. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Green Bay up 14-0 and driving in Dallas territory again with another big third down. Terrence is in Jersey. What's up, Terrence? Larry, appreciate you taking my call. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Terrence. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. So I'm in the car, absolutely astounded that uh, Green Bay is up 14 to nothing. But I wanted to follow up with you on because I called in on Friday mm-hmm. and I got cut off, cut off, and so I didn't hear your like response to my thing. But so as far as what the Giants do with their draft pick, I've seen some mock drafts where they're picking a wide receiver. Right. My thoughts to you on Friday was that. If they were to draft a wide receiver, mm-hmm. I believe it's professional malpractice on the part of Joe Schoen because you go and you draft the best offensive tackle available. Right. You move uh, the tackle from Alabama inside because, unfortunately, he regressed mm-hmm. from year one to year two, which is highly irregular right. for an offensive tackle of that ilk. Um, but if they don't do that, I think that you are really destroying the future of the franchise for the next two, three years. And I don't think that shown in Dayball, because I believe they're a package deal, yeah. would make it past the next, but past 2025, the season after next. And then you throw in that last thing, uh-huh. that they're probably going to try and franchise tag Saquon Barkley again, right. who is, uh, th- their offense is non-existent without him. Uh, Scary. So, so what are your thoughts on that? All right, hang with me, Terrence, so, so we won't lose you this time. Uh, first of all, I... I understand why you want a a tackle, why you want somebody on the offensive line because the Giants have had issues with the offensive line. Uh, But, you know, that would be the way I would go to, to be honest with you. I would. Uh, But they also have to really try to do something to increase their offensive talent. You mentioned that Saquon Barkley is probably their best, most important, uh, consistent offensive guy. And... If they franchise tag him, and they probably will, you're probably right, that's what they'll do. He won't be happy with it, but that's what they'll probably do is franchise tag him. I mean, the issue here with him is availability. It's not talent. Terrence, he's all, he, the talent is there. You can see it. He helped. The, listen, Daniel Jones got his contract because of Saquon Barkley. I mean, let's be honest, because Barkley, he had no other weapons. All right, and Barkley was the number one guy for him. But they have to address the weapons that they have. They've got to be able to get the ball downfield. Waller, we know what his situation is. He's a guy that that can make plays, but he's never available either. So either it's going to be Hyatt. Does Hyatt take that next step next season? So I don't think they'll take – I think they'll take a wide receiver, but I don't think they'll take a wide receiver that high. I think they'll get another running back. I don't think it'll be that high. You're probably right. Unless they find a way, Terrence, and this could be – the wild card here, unless they determine that, you know what, let's do our best to try to move up and see if we can't get a quarterback here and say, let's take that next step. Thanks for the phone call, Terrence. I think that that could also be an option for uh, Joe Shane and uh, Brian Dable. Because I don't think that, how could you be sold on what, how can you be sold on what you've seen from Daniel Jones. And once again, with all due respect to Daniel Jones, he's been hurt. 
every single year, except the year that he, you know, got the money. So for most of the most of his career, he's been hurt. And this this is like the fifth year because we thought we could do something with him. We want to be sure, we just in case there's an issue here. But I think if they can find a way to move up in the draft, they will try to move up and see if they can get one of these quarterbacks. If they don't, then I agree with you, Terrence. I think they'll try to go in the the uh, the offensive line range edge again, um, and hopefully they'll get it right this time. Green Bay has just scored again. So they have a touchdown, missed the extra point. So it's now 20 nothing in the second quarter as we're approaching halftime. Dallas needs to get on the scoreboard. This this drive. They need to have a nice long drive. They started it. They just couldn't, you know, they just faltered. And once again, Packers defense. Packers team getting more and more confident. More and more confident. This this could this needs to change. And it needs to change in a hurry. We'll continue the conversation next on 9870 ESPN.